Hello everyone and happy Friday. Welcome to the sixth episode of the third season of the Teen Business Talk podcast. I'm your host Julia from One Titty Day. If you don't know what One Titty Day is, I sell notepads, notebooks, and stickers as well as branding and design services. Today I had so much fun talking with Megan from Peach and Poppy Co as well as Cut Paste Magazine. She just talked so much about her business and experience with starting a magazine and a Kickstarter, which she'll talk about later in the episode. It is just so much fun, and we had an amazing talk, and it was so much fun learning all of her stories and experiences behind her businesses. So make sure to give it a listen all the way through, and without further ado, let's get on to the episode. Happy listening! Okay, hi. Uh, just starting off with some fun intro questions. What is your name? I am Megan Beery. That's my name. Uh, and how old are you? I'm 18, almost 19. So at the end of being a teenager. <laughs> uh, and what is your business or your businesses and what do they say? Okay, so yes, I do have two businesses currently. <laughs> I have a bad habit of starting businesses, but or a good habit. Um, Peach and Poppy Co. is my first one, and Cut Paste Magazine is my second one. Um, Peach and Poppy Co. is an online stationery shop, uh, kind of dedicated to snail mail specifically. And Cut Paste Magazine is an art and photography magazine that's made to be used in creative projects. I love that. And yeah, I love both your businesses so much. So yeah, I'm Thank very you. excited to have you on here. Um, so um. Oh, how long have you had your businesses for? Peach and Poppy Co. I started in January of 2019. So I've had that three years. I'm on my fourth year, if my math is right. Um, And then Cut Paste, I started here in February of this year. So I'm just a few months into that business. Got it. And uh, so where can we find you on like Instagram? Where can we shop? Social medias, all of those things. Um, right now I am on Instagram for both my businesses at peach poppy underscore co is my, um, stationary business. And then cut paste mag is my, uh, Instagram username for my magazine. And I am on Etsy with my stationary business. You can just search peach and poppy co and I'll come up. Um, for my magazine, I'm not selling. Uh, I'm sure we'll touch on that later, but. I will have a Kickstarter up and running probably by the time this airs. Yeah. Well, that you can, super you can just find wherever I am through Instagram is the best way to go. Got it. Um, so what would you say makes your businesses unique from other similar businesses that you see? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I'm best at starting more unique businesses just in what they sell. I feel like I run those best. So Peach and Poppy Co., you know, there's not a whole lot of shops out there dedicated to snail mail just because not a lot of people actually do snail mail. Um, So it's kind of unique in what it is. But I also have the art is done by my sister or my cousin. So I have two different styles, but within those two styles, it's cohesive. So that's just kind of a fun thing. And it's not my own art. So it's not all the same style, um, but it's not just anyone's art. So that's a unique area. That's really fun. Um, and then what would you say is like the mission of your business? Um, so for Peach and Poppy Co., my tagline is writing more letters. Essentially, I want to get people to 
write more letters and get into snail mail, get back into snail mail. For cut paste, um, my tagline again is, oh, what is it? Hang on. Oh, a magazine from creators for creating. So I want to support both sides of the spectrum for all sorts of creatives. Yeah, I, I also love that. Um, so kind of going into like the main questions, this is just kind of like a talk about the business kind of business mm -hmm. chat um, episode, but I think it's gonna be really fun. So um, just starting off, why, why did you decide to start Peach and Puppy Cup? Yeah, so I'd say it's almost, it was almost started out of a love for entrepreneurship and running a business more than a love for snail mail. Um, I was just, I wanted to start a business. My sister had a business. I've always kind of enjoyed that sort of thing. So I was trying to figure out what I could do for my business. And again, I wanted to go a more unique route and I do really love snail mail. So I was like, there we go. I can combine my love of snail mail. It'll be something unique and I'll have a business to run. So that's pretty much how I started Peach and Poppy Go. So fun. And uh, like with Peach and Poppy Go, did you originally sell what you sell currently? Um, like how has it kind of changed? And like, if so, why did you decide that you wanted to, I mean, you kind of touched on this already, but like, why did you yeah. decide like, that you wanted to sell like products regarding snail mail? And like, also why did it change if it did? Yeah. Um, so I started with snail mail kits and I still have snail mail kits. That's been my base all the way through. They definitely look different. Um, the ones I started with were pretty general, not much customization. I basically just collected a bunch of different supplies, parceled them out into different snail mail kits. Um, and now I have a lot more. I didn't really have any art in the first snail mail kits. Now I have art. Um, so they're a lot prettier <laughs> and more special. Uh, so I do have snail mail kits. I added a bunch along the way. So not only just different kinds of snail mail kits and different styles of snail mail kits, but I added note cards, notebooks, um, kind of snail mail merch, if you will. So I have stickers and keychains that go along with snail mail, with the whole snail mail theme. So yeah, I just, I started with what I could start with and I just added on as much as I can. I love that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything in your shop is so cute. So it, <laughs> it definitely like all goes together very well. Um, and so if you have you ever like rebranded like the name or like the aesthetic of Peach and Poppy Co. And if so, what was it like? And if not, would you ever want to rebrand or change anything that you're doing? Yeah, um, I've always had the name of Peach and Poppy Co. My friend helped me think that up because it is basically just, I like peaches and I like poppies and I like the alliteration of it. So there's not a whole lot of meaning, but I still, I stuck with it. It seems, it seems like kind of a big deal to change my name, but I would consider it. Like if I, if there's some big step that I was taking, I would probably consider it pretty hard uh, just because it's not super meaningful. Um, but I haven't changed my name. I have definitely rebranded otherwise uh, three times, I think two times, maybe. Yeah. I've had three different brands overall um but yeah I'm glad I'm glad I did the first rebrand was because I wanted yellow because I like yellow and I was getting sad not having any yellow in my branding so I had yellow in my first rebrand and my current um branding is a lot more neutral so because my products don't have a cohesive color scheme um or just style it's nice to have something neutral to tie everything together um so that's good I still miss yellow so I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Maybe there's a four or three brand in the in the works. But yeah. 
That's super fun. Um, and then I know you said in like your application, you decided not to go to college. What was that decision kind of like for you? Um, like what was, yeah. Um, and how do you plan on focusing more on your business or like, why was that kind of decision made? Yeah. Um, so I never actually had like the expectation of going to college. Neither of my parents went to college. So I didn't have that pressure that I know a lot of kids do growing up. Um, and I was also homeschooled. So I think those two things combined to make sort of a, just looking for alternate paths and alternate ways to do it other than what people normally do. So it was never a must. I did look into it um, and I applied just applied to a few colleges just because I figured I should. <laughs> and um, I think ultimately I decided not to because all of the things I had learned up until now, I had learned a lot in how to run a business. Um, my parents, my dad is a farmer and my mom helps out on the farm. And there's a lot of like entrepreneurship stuff that goes into running a farm, especially the way my parents do it. So I felt like I just saw all the training I had had intentional, intentional or not um, growing up. And it just seemed like it made sense to keep on this route, especially because I really enjoy it. And that's just running a business and coming up with business ideas comes pretty naturally to me. Yeah. Well, I love that. And so I'm assuming you're probably planning on like focusing more on your current businesses and things like that, or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I am focusing on my businesses and also open to starting something new, but yes, in the business world is where I plan to be. That's really fun. So I know you kind of said when you started cut and paste or cut pace and, uh, but why did you kind of decide that you wanted to add another business? Yeah. Um, I guess it was because I couldn't resist it. I don't know. Uh, I started it. I came up with the idea and I was fueled by caffeine. So I was just like planning it all out. I had so many different ideas and I was like testing it out on so many different people. I was like, is this a bad idea? Someone tell me it's a bad idea. Otherwise I will go full out on it. <laughs> but no one said it was a bad idea really. So I, I kept going. Um, I guess the why is and I don't know if your questions will touch on this later, but it was just something that like I had kind of, and not intentionally, but the things I had been doing with my other business had kind of led to that in some ways. And it was just something I was excited about doing and felt like I could do. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, so what was kind of like, what would you say was the process of like trying to find artists to contribute to the magazine, um, like printers that to print the magazine, like a way to sell it and things like that? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of internet searches. <laughs> I don't know that Google was a friend there. Um, finding artists actually was more Instagram though. I have connected like with what I was saying, um, my other business built into this business, led up to this business. Um, I had connected with a lot of artists over on Instagram through my stationary subscription, which does have individual artists. Um, so I knew a bunch of artists and had just like spent a lot of time looking at different artists work over on Instagram. And I also, my sister is kind of a photographer. Her best friend is like a wedding photographer. A good online friend of mine is a photographer. So I've kind of been in both of those worlds without actually being an artist or photographer myself. So 
that was easier than it could have been finding those people because um, I was already connected with a couple. As far as printers go, I just, that was a Google search. I researched it some. Um, I found a company that would send me samples, which was great. So I could actually like feel the paper. I'm kind of a paper nerd. So it was nice to be able to actual, actually feel the paper. Um, other things like how to start it could, whether that was asking people, um, asking people in person, asking people online, again, internet searches, just finding ways to learn about it and a lot of research. Got it. And so with like the way to sell, I know you're doing a Kickstarter. Um, mm -hmm. So how did you kind of come across Kickstarter? How did you figure out that that was a, th a thing that you wanted to do and that it was going to work with what you wanted to do? Yeah. I'm not, I can't exactly remember, honestly. I, I, think, I think I was looking at something else and it was talking about I was talking about someone who did a Kickstarter from the perspective of someone who did a Kickstarter. So I was like, oh yeah, I heard about that. Maybe I should look into that because I did already have a business and that did already take my time. I work part-time in a coffee shop. I didn't want to put all of my, uh, I didn't want to put all my eggs in this back in this basket. Wait, let me redo that. I didn't want to put all of my eggs in this basket. So I was going to, I was looking for less risky ways to start my business. And Kickstarter seemed like a good way to do that. Um, just kind of get all my energy into it without actually putting a lot of resources and money into the business. Yeah, I like that. Also, what would you say Kickstarter is for people who might not know what Kickstarter is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's essentially, I think it describes itself as a crowdfunding platform. So it brings, you can put your, you can post your project to the page. Um, and people can pledge a certain amount of money to back your project and in return they get rewards. So I'm kind of using it as a way to pre-order my magazine. Um, if it does get funded, people will get actual magazines. If they picked that pledge, you can get like um, digital versions of the magazine, uh, stickers, all sorts of different rewards for pledging, um, but it's essentially a way and, and it's all or nothing, which is a unique aspect of Kickstarter as opposed to different crowdfunding platforms. Um, so yeah, it's a all or nothing crowdfunding platforms. I'm gonna take a minute to interrupt the episode to talk about today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Jojo Renee Designs. Jojo Renee Designs is a teen-owned jewelry and apparel business. The shop consists of cute, high-quality sweatshirts and t-shirts, as well as super affordable jewelry and stickers. Her products are made for teens, meaning they are trendy and comfortable, and they are also super high-quality and cute. If you want to check out her business, you can look up Jojo Renee Designs on Google and check out her business profile, or you can DM her on Instagram at Jojo underscore Renee underscore Designs. Every order is greatly appreciated. Now, let's get back to the episode. If you pledge a certain amount and the Kickstarter doesn't get funded, that's, that's what happened with my first Kickstarter. If it doesn't get funded, then the money goes back to you um, and you don't, I don't get it. You get it back. You don't get your reward, but there's no loss to anything on either side. Yeah, I remember I learned about Kickstarter this year, actually, from um, one of in my entrepreneurship class. And we made like all of these. We technically made a Kickstarter, but we didn't actually like launch it or like go mm -hmm. through that entire process. But um, 
it was like it was kind of fun we we had yeah. to make something and um but yeah that's kind of how I learned about it and then when I saw that you were doing it like I didn't actually know anyone like I, I just had found them from like mm -hmm. projects from like searching but when I saw that you were doing it I was like oh that's actually really cool so yeah, yeah. um and to learn about yeah so what what would you say was kind of like the process of making a kickstarter like how did you kind of start doing that making the magazine and like were there any specific struggles or like successes that you found from using kickstarter mm -hmm. yeah so i i guess a lot of the process was learning um especially at the beginning when i was still kind of testing the waters and making sure it wasn't a horrible idea <laughs> i just i put all that energy into learning about it and i would just be listening to podcasts on Kickstarter, on running Kickstarters, um, watch YouTube videos, lots of articles. I would talk to people if I knew they had experience with Kickstarter. Yeah, it was just a lot of learning in the beginning, which was a good way to start. So I kind of knew what I was getting into. Um, and then the actual process of putting the Kickstarter project together, um, just writing i had to do writing for that i actually had my now brother-in-law uh, edit it because he's an editor um so i wanted to make sure that part was good spent a good bit of time on that um the video was something that was a little bit scary i i don't do a lot of videography but i did put together a pretty good video um that worked for the project so that was another aspect of running a kickstarter project um, i did photography product photography which i was more comfortable with um specific struggles uh, well i didn't get funded so that was a, that was the main struggle of my first kickstarter hopefully that won't be a repeat struggle as i try again but it was it was harder than i thought to get everyone interested who was interested in it to actually pledge i was kind of hoping everyone like oh yes this is a great idea would pledge and i knew not everyone would but a smaller percentage of those people pledged than i was expecting um so I just needed a bigger audience, a bigger starting audience than I thought I would. Um, successes, I learned a lot. I would definitely count that as, as a success because I learned a whole bunch um, from running this Kickstarter and from learning about it. And I also connected with a lot of really neat artists and photographers and people who are passionate about this project. Um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I am definitely a fan of starting this business. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it, by the way. Um, like I, I pledged to get the magazine yes. when, in the first Kickstarter. So I was very excited about that. <laughs> and, um, but I'm still getting one. So I'm excited about that anyways. Yes. Um, and I'm excited to see the next Kickstarter. So yeah. 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 So kind of going right into the next question after your first experience with Kickstarter, what is something that you are planning on doing differently this time? Any like specific things that you're working towards? So I definitely noticed in my last Kickstarter that the biggest help was getting an artist with a good amount of followers on Instagram to share my product. Um, I sent her one of my magazines and she just shared it in her stories. I think just one day. So it was like in her stories for 24 hours. Um, but I got like probably 50%, no, not quite 50%, but a good chunk of my Kickstarter actually came just from her. Um, my Kickstarter pledges came just from her, I think. it's It wasn't super easy to track. 
Um, but that is definitely something I am focusing more on. On the second go round, I ordered a bunch more sample issues to send to people. Um, I did offer like more of them for people to buy like you if they wanted if they wanted a magazine the first time, couldn't get it, they could get a taste of it at least the second time. So I'm sending it to more people and that definitely seems to help people trust the project, I guess, more if they can, if they know that someone they trust has it, has a physical copy, loves it. Um, that's definitely something that helped. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I think, I can't remember how I found out about it. I, it was by someone's story and, yes. um, but yeah, I, that was, it was, I'm glad I did find out about it. So I'm very excited. <laughs> too. Um, Me too. So kind of wrapping up the main questions here and then we'll go into kind of the fun social media questions. What are you planning to do um, in the future for both like Peach and Poppy Co and Cut and Paste? Is there anything exciting like your Kickstarter lunch coming up? Yeah. So on the Peach and Poppy Co end, right now, nothing very businessy, but I am kind of getting my studio set up. My sister recently got married and moved out. So I'm kind of taking the main chunk of our bedroom. She shared a room with me. So I'm taking the main chunk of our bedroom, just turning it into a studio. I'm actually sleeping in a closet. <laughs> Sounds bad, but <laughs> no, it was good. It, uh, yeah. So I get an indoor studio. I was in a garage, which was nice, but kind of buggy. Bugs got in. Wasn't the the cleanest. So anyway, that's that's something I'm working on right now for Peach and Poppy Co. Just getting organized, getting my act together in a new space. Um, and then I do have a few products lined up. I, I always do, but new stationary collections that I'm working on and just new little products. Um, for Cut Paste, uh, again, I will be launching my second Kickstarter here soon this Friday, which I know this won't be aired at the same time. So June 10 is when I'm going to be launching my uh, second Kickstarter. I just sent out all the sample issues to people who had bought them or influencers, whatever you want to call them, um, who will share about them. So I sent out all my sample issues today. I'm excited for them to receive them. And um, other than that, I'm just going to be pushing my Kickstarter, um, taking more product photography as I can. And yep. Yeah excited for that yeah I'm excited too so yeah that's that's really fun I think this actually might be coming out on Friday I'll see if okay. I can make that work I don't know I'm traveling so I'm just gonna try to figure that out but if it does come out on Friday I'll make sure to say that everything else is coming out on Friday so yeah sounds good um well yeah that's that's kind of it for like the main questions is there anything more you want to add uh, let's see I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I just, I guess I just wanted to, I, I feel like I've probably touched on this, but I really enjoy running my businesses and it's a lot of fun to get to put all of my ideas into, into something like profitable and something that's, I don't know, that I can watch grow. It's just been a whole lot of fun and yeah. I just enjoyed. <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, that's so much fun. Well, thank you so much for talking on this. I feel like this is me really fun and I hope people will get something out of it. So I think, yeah, I think that'll be fun. Well, I have some two, like two fun business questions and then two like fun questions that people on my Instagram have asked. 
Um, so the first like a business question is like, what is one of your favorite tips to tell someone who maybe wants to start a business? Um, a lot of times I tell them to put their energy into learning. <laughs> I know I've talked about learning a lot already, but that's like you, a lot of times if you have a business idea, um, well, first of all, just like keep thinking and keep examining all different things you love and things you value um, and just see how you can build that into a business. Because if you value and love what your business does, it's going to be a lot easier to have the energy to go after it. Um, but then once you do have that energy, at first, I would really recommend channeling it into learning about it and train yourself to enjoy the learning process. I believe that is something you can train yourself to do. Um, and just find podcasts, find articles, talk to people. Learning can be a lot of fun um, when you have a passion for what you're learning about and don't be afraid to just go ahead and do it too. So it's kind of like, you, you have to have both to balance it out and being able to just say, okay, I'm excited about this. I think it's, I think it's gonna work. I'm gonna go ahead and dive in, have both of those and that's, that'll set you up for success. Yeah, I really like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess one of my biggest tips would probably be whenever people ask me, like, also just go for it. Like, you just, yes. some people are, like, nervous, and sometimes it doesn't always work out, but, like, it, a lot of times it does, and it mm -hmm. takes a while, but, yeah, like, you have to go for it and actually, like, put some time into it, too. Like, Definitely. I guess if you don't expect to put any time into it, there's not going to be much that comes out of it. So you have to yeah. make sure that you have enough time, at least a yeah. little bit of time to do work on a business. And yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, like you said, like do a lot of research and learn. Yeah. A lot. yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's good to like, maybe, yeah, I think starting first is the hardest part. And then it'll be slow so using the energy like okay I'm started uh I don't have a lot of orders what do I do now using that energy to research as you go you can learn a whole lot as you go not even just through reading articles but experience teaches you a lot so keep an eye out for ways to learn from everything yeah um so kind of the next fun business question is what were the reactions from like the people around you like your friends family when you first started both of your businesses, I guess. Yeah. Mm, let me think back. Um, I'd say they were generally pretty supportive and yeah, very supportive. Um, back when I started my stationery shop, I was pretty much, I think I was still in the blogging world at that point. I had a blog, I had a lot of online friends and followers. So that really helped kickstart my um, Etsy shop because I had friends who would, who were online and you know sometimes you tell your family and friends and they're like what's this Etsy thing that I hear <laughs> but it was helpful to have online people who were ready to support me um and just people who would hear my ideas and, and help me brainstorm that's something that's really helpful in all of my business ideas is to have people who will help me brainstorm and hear my brainstorms um and then for cut paste uh again I told a lot of people because that was looking for reasons why not to do it <laughs> but it was yeah it was a po pretty positive response I think people were a little bit confused I still I've been trying to like find ways to accurately describe what it is it's still kind of hard 
describe, I don't know, I guess it's just kind of a complicated idea, but yeah, it was, people were a little confused at first about what it was, but they've definitely been excited as uh, it's developed. Yeah, that's really fun. I think pretty much same. All of my family has been pretty supportive yeah. of everything I do. So yeah, I don't know. It's They were definitely like surprised at first. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, yeah, where did this come from all of a sudden? But um, otherwise, like it was pretty much... Yeah, they were very supportive. They kind of helped me fund it when I first started because like I didn't have any money to fund my entire business and like pay for a website and all that stuff. Uh So um, they helped me fund it at first. And like, I don't know, they were just very supportive. That's great. Yes, that's definitely helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so kind of the fun, um, hold on. Oh, the fun questions. What would you say is... Oh, do you like, what is your favorite season? My favorite season is absolutely summer. Yeah, I am so, so happy it's summer now. Winter makes me sad. Um, yeah, I love summer. I love the sun. I love the flowers. Definitely summer. Yeah, I mean, I think it used to be fall, but honestly now it might be spring. I just love the yeah. like feeling of spring right before summer when there's all like the flowers on the trees and yes. everywhere. I don't know. I just think spring it's really good. It's pretty, and I like the rain sometimes, not all the time, but yeah. it also snows here in the spring, like quite uh, a lot, and it's really annoying, but it's okay, because be. I'm kind of like over the winter at that point, and I do yeah. like winter at some point, but I can imagine. I don't know. I'd say spring, but yeah. Okay, so then, oh, the someone said, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, I like being able to mix them because I can never decide on just one, but uh, if I have to decide, well, okay, I'm not going to decide on one even now, but I like chocolate flavored things. Um, I would normally go for something a little more interesting than plain chocolate, but chocolate is good. I love chocolate, everything, and then coffee. So there's, I guess if there was a mocha flavor, that would probably be my favorite. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm trying to think. I, oh, I mean, recently I've been eating a lot of like sorbets and stuff. So that's, Ooh, yeah. fun. I don't know. It's always nice when I'm like not really feeling like eating a very heavy ice cream or something. Yes. I like yeah. eating sorbet, but I'd say my favorite like ice cream flavor is maybe butter pecan. Oh, that's a good one. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of it for all of the questions. Uh, what would, so just the last Last thing, uh, do you want to say where people can find you on social media, like where they can like just find all of your shops mm-hmm. and everything like that? Yeah. Okay. So if you want to look me up on Instagram, you can find me at, at peach poppy underscore co um, for my stationary business and then at cut paste mag, no punctuation or anything for my magazine. That's my Instagram accounts. Um, I can also, you can also find me on Pinterest, but I guess you can just search there or find me through my Instagram links. As far as like selling and websites go, um, I do have a website for Peach and Poppy Co, but that's kind of a work in progress. So yeah, that'll be later. <laughs> um, you can find me on Etsy. You can either go to peachandpoppyco.com. Hang on. You can either go to peachandpoppyco.shop.etsy, something like that, um, .etsy.com. Yeah, never mind. I can't just say it off the top of my head. <laughs> you can find me on Etsy, Peach and Poppy Go. Um, for cut paste, my Kickstarter is currently live by the time this airs. 
So you can find me by looking me up on Kickstarter. Um, you can do, <clears throat> that would be cut plus paste is the title of it on Kickstarter. So if you look that up on Kickstarter, you'll be able to find me and I also have a bunch of different links through my Instagram. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on and talking. I think this is going to be such a fun episode and yeah. I don't know, it's very exciting. So yeah, just thank you so much for talking with me and yeah, thank you so much for, co for coming. Thank you. I really enjoyed it and I hope people enjoyed hearing me ramble. <laughs> I think they will. So now is the segment where I shout out someone who left a review. This review is from Cool Crafty Co. She says, OMG, I love this pod. Definitely recommend to any small businesses. Thank you so much to Cool Crafty Co. for recommending and reviewing this podcast. And if you want to be featured at the end of a podcast like Cool Crafty Co. was, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Well, that concludes the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts for a chance to be featured in our next episode, as well as snapping a picture or a screenshot and tagging me at Teen Business Talk Pod on Instagram. I love to see you listening, and I know our guests do too. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you next week. <laughs>